Hi, I am Ritu and from Adventurize this is Venturing Beyond 9 to 5, a podcast where we delve into the career stories, experiences and passions of ambitious individuals. And today we have with us Savita Nanjappa, who is an award-winning business coach, founder of global coaching platform Success with Savita, podcast host, contributor at Forbes, international speaker and a member of the Forbes Coaches Council. As an internationally certified coach, she has coached over 300 plus businesses, impacted 3000 plus clients and has clients all around the world. She is the host of the Success with Savita podcast which has over 150000 plus downloads and is growing and has featured some really cool and brilliant guests on the show. So definitely check it out. And in this conversation, we discuss about her journey as a podcaster and what all does ideating, producing, and promoting a well-made podcast really entail. We also talk about her work as a business coach and the coaching industry in general. So, if you want to pursue a career in coaching of any kind, want to become a podcaster, or are just fascinated with the world of audio content and how it generally works. or if you just want to learn about social media marketing and personal branding generally then you should definitely check this podcast out make sure to follow us on instagram at adventure.rise which is a d v e n t u . r i s c subscribe to our youtube channel venturing beyond 9 to 5 and our podcast is also available on all major streaming platforms if you prefer audio only and if you have any questions or feedback for us make sure to dm us on instagram or email us again all details are in the description um, yeah i love that you have the mic so it's like the real you know podcasting going on from both sides <laughs> yeah because i found that my on zoom the audio quality isn't too great so i prefer mm. to yeah do you do your recordings on zoom as well Or, yeah i tried okay. squadcast but what happens with squadcast is if the guest network is not very good it doesn't let them log on they have to try and i don't want to take that chance with guests right. so i just moved back to zoom i'm going to try out zencast next and see if that works yeah i've heard that one's pretty good too especially yeah. with the audio quality Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, great. Yeah, we've just been using Zoom. It's been fine so far. But yeah, yeah. You know, there's like little things with like you know background sound and stuff. It does catch that, which is quite yeah. annoying to edit out later. Yeah, so. I think now Zoom has introduced a package where you can get two different audios. I think I need yeah. to check that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's in the setting itself. We yeah. we that's what we do. It helps out with uh, editing a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah well thank you so much for taking time out for this i know we had to reschedule and stuff but really glad we could make it uh today especially because it's the international podcast day today yes. so that works out great as well yeah, yeah. so that's quite exciting um so yeah like i know wanted to talk to you about podcasting itself since your podcast the success with savita podcast has been doing really really well and i've been seeing it everywhere which is amazing so congratulations for that and also about you know business coaching because that's something we uh we see that a lot on social media but we don't really know what it actually entails mm. to be a coach yourself yes. so these are the two things i kind of wanted to focus on today so um do you have any questions before we get started by the way no no nothing but thank you for mm. um about the podcast thank you for all the kind generous <laughs> uh, compliments 
No, yeah, I was like, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. And it's so weird because, you know, podcasts, like listening to podcasts is so intimate, right? Because you're with yourself for the most yeah. part when you're listening. So yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, I already know you because your voice <laughs> is so familiar at this point, even though this is literally the second time we're talking. Yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit about podcasting and then come back to coaching a little sure, bit later sure. as well. So we can break that down that way. So uh, you've had like an amazing podcast going on for the past several months now and uh, you've had some really cool guests. Mm. So my first question to you is, what does your like approach towards outreach look like? Okay, uh, so thank you for uh, the podcast. It was something that I never expected to take off the way it has. Um, my outreach is I have like I do outreach every single day. Um, but before I started the podcast, also, I made like this massive wish list of guests that I would like. What has helped is having a niche. Uh, I know that, you know, I would love to talk to every celebrity out there but my filter is do they have a business what can they teach my audience because mine mm-hmm. is a bit business podcast so my filter has been my niche has been business so I focus on those areas so I don't need to unless there's a wellness coach maybe there's somebody in the wellness space but if they have a, a business then I like to speak to them otherwise it's not really so that's my first filter for choosing guests have mm-hmm. knowing very clearly what my niche is the second is I have the wish list I have a ready template that I use. I um, I customize it, of course. Uh, and I may take a little time to research my guests. So I know when I'm out reaching mm-hmm. out to them, I'm writing their email, why I'm reaching out to them and what I'd like them to speak about when it comes to my audience. So we have, I, I have like three segments in mind. What I do is one is from the ground up, which is how they build their business from the ground up, which works for all business owners, founders, and especially those who have built their brands from zero to, and now have scaled it. The second group is uh, those who can do, who, who can teach my audience something, uh, how to, how to grow your Instagram, how to grow on LinkedIn, how to find the right career for you, all of that, how to build leadership. So it's all the how-to segments. So can they teach my audience something? And then the third one is if they're motivational. Some guests are just like their body of work is so inspirational, so motivational. I try to keep this segment to a bare minimum because it's also not easy to get access to some of these guests. But if they fit in, then I do the outreach. So I regularly send out my outreach emails. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a process. I also do it on social media. I send them DMs. Uh, and on LinkedIn as well, I do my outreach. A lot of people will respond, but know that, you know, um, 90% will not and be okay with that rejection. There's like, you've just got to move on. Um, yeah. You can't be, uh, you can't feel bad about it, but it's there's no harm to come back, circle back again in a few months and say, hey, do you think this is a good time? Yeah, no, it, it does require a lot of patience as we're also realizing with our outreach and yeah. you think that you, you know, find a list of people, send an email and it's done, but it's usually not because it's always the back yeah. and forth that yeah. goes on for a while and then you have to follow up and all of those things. You definitely got to like, spare, like keep some time for it and also be super, yeah. super patient with the whole process itself. Yeah. Uh, so outreach is definitely like, you know, the very beginning of what I feel you, I feel you. I'm there with you in the same journey. <laughs> 
yeah. I know. Yeah, we can relate on that to a large extent. Um, and then the second part of that comes, uh, which is really, you know, researching the guest. And now this is something that we are sort of trying to figure out uh, right now as well on how much time should you be spending in like, you know, trying to f- not just research the guest itself, but their body of work so if you want to ask you know informed questions like um you know i wanted to ask you about coaching so uh should i spend a lot of time researching about coaching myself or should i just leave it up to the guests to you know give all the information themselves so how do you find that balance or do you have a structure in place for that no it really depends on the guest like some people who if you have a high profile guest they do expect a little bit of homework like Mm -hmm. you know but um you don't really have to do a lot of research but here's the thing like if you're going to research an author maybe you should have read that book you know before you speak to that author uh same thing can be if you're going to research someone who's got some you know maybe they have a youtube channel check out a few you don't have to spend Mm -hmm. hours but if you can get the gist of what they've done uh what their achievements are and also anyway you can when you ask for the bio you kind of know what else some Mm -hmm. of them are sharing so you don't need to do a lot of research for me in fact the research phase comes in before my interview after they've said yes and before I start my interview so I can ask them some really sensible questions but having said that you know like there is this other podcast who was sharing that sometimes he just goes and he doesn't do any research and he's a very very popular uh podcaster uh varun varun dugirala his name is so he said he just doesn't do a lot of research he goes in and then the guests walk him through it so it it's i think it's okay it's good mm-hmm. to know you have to know something about your guests so you can have uh, meaningful questions in place but uh, it's not like you have to do everything like i did a interview with uh, anupama chopra halfway through i asked yeah, her this so question nice. saying did you always know you wanted to be in bollywood without having done the research that actually her family was in bollywood her mother was a screenwriter scriptwriter for the mm-hmm. one of bollywood's greatest movies prem rog and i didn't know that <laughs> and yeah. i and i said that i was like oh my god i didn't know that and so those are things i feel like i was like oh that that was a stupid question but she was very chill about it so uh, you learn along the way but i think mm-hmm. a little bit of research is good just so you can ask more sensible questions right yeah that makes sense and like yeah like you said like some hosts just don't do that some do and then that's the thing with podcasting or any form of content in general I think it's um it's if you get like an engaged enough audience you are able to you know get a hold of them regardless of how you approach it I was just attending a geo seven event yesterday which was around podcasting and they had like a bunch of panelists who were sort of you know experts on um in the the field itself also like creative producers and on the back end stuff over it and they had a guest uh, if you if you know the seen and the unseen podcast uh, by Amit Dwarma his podcasts are like two hours three hours yeah, long sometimes yeah. and he just refuses to make them shorter regardless of what people tell him but he's got those few thousand followers that will go and watch those couple of hours of podcasts like on YouTube or even listen yeah, to it yeah. um, and then the other guest had like a five minute podcast and yeah. even that podcast gets a lot of engagement so that's the thing it's like is you can approach it the way you want as long as you know you're getting that sort of you know feedback from the audience and you're doing what is actually yeah. uh, your audience's uh, requirement yeah. basically yeah that's what we're trying to figure out right now right we are on like some 13 odd episodes at the moment so still like really in the early stages figuring yeah. it out uh, so have you been able to get that sort of you know like feedback loop from your audience like how do you approach that because the way podcasting works 
unless there's a lot of comments left on your YouTube channel, which is still a video, not just podcast yeah. itself. Uh, so on the audio streaming platform themselves, there isn't like a lot of way for you to really know what yeah. your audience has to say about it. Yeah. Uh, so have you found a way around that? Not really. One thing, there are a couple of things that I do. One is I do ask them to share in the DMs, in my Instagram, any feedback that they have. But mm-hmm. not, not a lot of people will Uh, tell me but I have to say that maybe you know like I have friends who can be really harsh and tell me stuff (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that's one thing having done that what I do track uh, heavily is my metrics Uh, I've always Mm -hmm. been a data-driven person I'm always I'm very particular maybe I learned it um, in having been uh, in corporate but I'm very particular about my analytics so I always track how many people listen which episodes are doing well one thing I like to track, and right now it's not easily available, but I do ask Hubhopper for it, is how, like, what's the sweet, when do people drop off? How long are they listening right. for, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of tells me the sweet spot. What I feel today for my podcast, I feel the sweet spot is somewhere between 35 to 40 minutes. After that, you know, attention span starts to drop. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, it also depends. Like, there was one uh, of my guests who spoke for about 55 minutes, but she was breaking down the book writing process. And that was, again, really popular because everyone wanted to know, okay, because the questions I was asking was, okay, so you start to write the book. How do you come up with the idea? Now you've written your book. How do you plan out your book writing? Now that your book is ready, how do you plan your uh, creatives? Mm-hmm. How do you publish? So people wanted to know those steps. So it depends also on your topic and how long right. people will listen. But I think the biggest metric to track for you to be able to understand is at what point are people uh, quitting on listening to the podcast that's the same as retention rate right yeah retention rate i'm not sure it depends each platform tracks differently Mm -hmm. i listen to the listen time on hubhopper we say listen time but i think retention rate could also mean how many are coming back again oh that's right yeah but i think they did track that Got it. Yeah, no. I usually we usually go to the the Spotify's dashboard because oh. right now we're using Anchor, planning on switching. So let's see uh, how that yeah. goes because it's yeah. not like the the best comprehensive metric in place at the moment. But I've heard great things about Hubhopper as well, especially with their data, um, which is yeah, they're doing a lot of work on it. It's I think it's going to be work in progress, but you mm-hmm. know, a year from now you're going to be in a like all of them are working on it everybody's investing in podcasting dashboards Mm -hmm. and metrics all the platforms are investing so I think we'll have access to a lot of great metrics and insights right especially with the surge of number of podcasters in the past year or so with all the regional podcasts coming into play um, I think there's too many creators right now and the 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 software behind it isn't the most ideal especially how it works with Instagram and YouTube it's a lot more advanced that way so yeah definitely I do feel like a lot of things coming on that front as well Um, now talking about the the whole process of you know, the logistics that go behind posting, like a publishing a podcast after it's recorded, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in my experience, it's t- it usually takes a lot longer than I'd expected it to earlier. Um, of course, editing and stuff is something that really depends on how much of a perfectionist you are and what kinds yeah. of followers you're able to keep in and things like that. But even apart from that, the, the artwork that goes into it, uh, the content, the, the description that you have to write, the titles you have to make, 
yeah. and you know everything around that and also the promotion so yeah. how do you approach that and you, have you found like a mechanism with which you're able to you know sort of reduce the the um, the time behind that yeah yeah uh, the first thing is i think batching is a great way to do it so uh, i'm not someone who uh, records for the month and just waits i'm actually recording all the time because my mantra mm. is i didn't know it would take so much time i i, I really thought podcasting <laughs> yeah. would be very easy till the first month happened and i was like scrambling right yeah. so um so for uh, editing number one when it comes to interviews i keep doing interviews regularly and i try to bank them are we there yet not yet i still need to uh, plan out well in advance right now we are still recording for um, october or maybe i'm just one week you know i have my next week's episode ready i don't want to do that i actually want to have my december episode uh, ready so i want to be wow. there so that's why we are batching so that really helps where if you can book as many interviews as you can and start banking it you're in a better place second is with editing i do have help to uh, edit but i have taught myself editing as well i do have my i have an intern who helps me with editing so that goes mm-hmm. faster and he's very fast as well but uh, the creatives for the creatives there's a template for my show notes i have gotten pretty good at writing it myself but i do have an intern who's helping me as well again if you have the episodes ready you can work backwards so having a standard template uh, even for social media distribution and even for the uh, cover of the episode having standard templates helps so that's the mm-hmm. workaround and um, i think yeah i think these are the three four things that i do so i am much faster now so what happens is that in fact i'm now fast enough that i have the episode recorded i have editing instructions in place my team picks it up um they're editing it i have a second person who does the show notes so she also does the quality check because there've been times when something has been like you know not edited out or there's mm-hmm. some mess so she does the quality check as well and then um on the day off which is monday morning when we release i have my template ready my artwork ready so i have that i also have my social media templates ready so i have mm-hmm. the show notes as well so all of that is set up i usually put it up i use planoly which is uh, for instagram a scheduler and for linkedin you can use hootsuite so mm-hmm. uh, you know if you can host it on that schedule it then it automatically gets posted at a certain time Oh cool. The only thing I have to do a little extra work is only after the episode releases I then go on headliner app and then I get the audiogram out. Oh perfect. If I want to do an uh-huh. audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is of course what I do is I don't release a YouTube episode the same day. I use I release a YouTube episode either later or right now we're actually doing some IGTV cuts so we can actually keep pushing uh podcast promos by taking out a few clips and saying hey have you caught this episode and then we're using it to run IGTV so it's not that the episode goes up uh live immediately mm-hmm. on YouTube yeah mm-hmm. uh you mentioned a couple of softwares but um in terms of like the designing and the other you know artwork stuff do you have specific Canva. Uh, softwares Canva yeah. Yeah, I use Canva I for design I use uh, Planoly for scheduling on Instagram Hootsuite mm-hmm. for scheduling on LinkedIn, Headliner app for the audiogram, and Headliner is really quite useful because it because you can actually get the um you can get the transcription. So if some of some people mm. use the transcription, then you can use that. Actually, you can use the transcription and convert your podcast into a blog post. So yeah. you can do so many things around that. So yeah. 
no that's amazing we've been meaning to uh, like have a blog post like blog page set up for this mm -hmm. and i'd heard of the wordpress's automated audio to text thing but it didn't work out that great for us but yeah these are yeah. good ones to know we didn't know about that and all the googling that we have done these never really came up so this is auto helpful. ai is a great transcription tool they have a free okay. version as well you may need to check how many they have free planoly mm -hmm. also has a free version where you're allowed to do 30 posts a month which is good so good, yeah. you can try start with the free version and then move to the paid one yeah those are really helpful to know for sure i'll definitely check them out um so in terms of like you know the promotion specifically you mentioned you do a bunch of things on linkedin on and instagram but mm -hmm. outside of that do you have like you know newsletters going out or any yeah. sort of like you know reminder for the audience to check out the yeah, podcast yeah. Yeah, so I do have. Uh, it goes out to my email list, so I send out a newsletter. I'm also thinking. I'm I'm still contemplating it. I probably will mm -hmm. do it uh, soon. I am also thinking of running a few ads on other podcasts to have people listen in. I've not yet decided. So that happens, and then we have a strategic partnership in place with Chennai Live, which is uh, India's first internet radio. Uh, and so what they do is they play the podcast. um live as well but that happens at a later date so what happens is we keep on getting listens in uh, over a period of time instead of just for that episode on that one day or in that one week mm -hmm. yeah i'm glad you mentioned that i've heard that you know these kinds of partnerships really play out well in terms of like getting that sort of engagement especially with like you know the established um, yeah. apps that are already out there that already have that kind of traction um so outside of that you you obviously work with hubhopper as well but um like how do you approach these partnerships like do you reach out to them or uh, or did you wait till you have a little bit of you know audience and listeners to go about that um how did yeah. that process look like great question actually the chennai live partnership came about on its own they reached out uh, mm -hmm. again i think it's because I, the thing is um, not a lot of podcasts you can launch a lot there are a lot of podcasts out there not all of them are consistent so i mm -hmm. think consistency plays a key role having said that um with sponsorships i haven't made a monetization pitch yet now we are doing now we are pitching for monetization brand sign ups things like that i thought i would do 100k before i actually um you know good to have a sizable audience before you kind of take it to a brand mm -hmm. but uh, chennai live happened organically and uh, with hubhopper they do some promotions as well for their original podcasts so they also do did some pr uh, but mostly i think it's just consistency they were looking for people um whose uh, podcasts are out there and are regular and that's how it worked out at this point but having said that to the people who are listening you should pitch you should put yourself out there you should reach out because you never know what can come up for you right yeah that's something we are only realizing recently after you know a couple of yeah. months of doing this um those things are really important even if yeah. it's like a tiny feature on someone's instagram page yeah. that definitely goes a long way for sure um so in terms of you know now your like personal uh journey of being a podcast of course we discuss a little bit about that but um as a listener um what are some of your favorite podcasts i like uh, how i built this by guy raz mm. i like love that one i like yeah. uh, i like to listen to jay shetty um there's mm. boss babes then there is uh, jena kachar i love listening it doesn't come out as often uh, naval uh, ravikant's uh, podcast mm -hmm. uh, so there quite a few out there there's um 
um business uh, wars so there are quite a few I love of that them. one yeah. yeah yeah so i like to listen mm-hmm. to all of these um and i you know i'm quite i like to switch it up so there mm-hmm. are some podcasts i listen to regularly and there are some that i uh find suddenly and then i want to listen so then there's the jasmine star show i'm just like checking for the mm-hmm. ones that i always listen to mari for leo um those are the popular ones that i kind of uh, listen to and uh, of course again they're not they don't come out as often but you know tony robbins and robin sharma so i listen to all of these but i love how i build this i love work party um these are some mm-hmm. uh, podcasts that i listen to uh, the indian ones i've still got to i i listen to varun sometimes and mm-hmm. i listen to um there is this podcast on uh, it's called books and beyond so sometimes mm-hmm. listen, i just listen in on that but it it does take there has to be this time right so you know if you're doing a if you're driving then you listen to it or if you're walking you listen to it and sometimes when i'm working i listen to it but then i find that my focus isn't there and i miss some of the stuff so i have to rewind go back so yeah. finding that time as well when the commute wasn't there um pre pandemic i listen to a lot of podcasts post pandemic it's gotten harder yeah no absolutely is the same with me that the long commutes is where my podcast you know time would yeah. go usually um but i um, i really re- recently started like you know fictional ones as well because all this while the past few years was just educational content interviews and those sorts of things and i absolutely love that but uh, very recently even spotify original has a lot of like thriller and fictional podcasts at this such well produced content where they you know there's music and there's like multiple characters and play wow. and all those things it's like a whole experience on its own okay. um, it's, so yeah that's definitely something i've like grown to like over the uh, past couple of months actually yeah, uh, but even business wars you. like you mentioned um yeah. definitely it's so well produced cuz there's like characters yeah. they're changing their voice this music yeah, background yeah. stuff it's yeah so something like that even in fictional formats yeah why watch netflix when you can be doing something else i'm going to check out else. this i i didn't i prob- i'm probably missing out on this so thank you mm-hmm. said recommendations i'm going to listen in to some of these for pure entertainment I know yeah for sure um so um i wanted to wanted to ask you about just generally skills mm-hmm. uh, for being a podcaster of course like we've talked a bunch about the you know, logistics and things like that, that but do you have to be a certain kind of you know speaker or a conversationalist or have you learned that over time what, like what was the deal like what's your opinion on that my thing is you don't have to be any specific person because people want to hear different voices and mm-hmm. you'll find your own audience who like what you have to share so don't change yourself don't tailor yourself having said that yash you sure you could pick up some skill sets i for the life of me couldn't have done interviews before um so before i started the podcast in march from january i started doing linkedin interviews uh, which mm-hmm. was only going on my youtube this women of uh, impact series that i did that really helped me hone my interviewing skills because i always knew that the format that i wanted to have when i had my podcast was going to be interviews primarily mm-hmm. then of course uh, i decided to do solos as well because it's not always that you get a guest and then i as a coach had some content now maybe you are someone who does not have something personally to share so but you enjoy doing interviews and you're able to bring on good guests and that's fine so um 
I think like if you're going to do interviews, pick up some, watch a few interviews, learn some interviewing techniques. But otherwise, I don't think there's anything that you need to change about yourself. You will find your, you know, it's like every video that anyone ever did. The first one is rubbish. The second one is not so great. <laughs> By the seventh one, you're better. So you learn along the yeah. way. And I feel like, uh, you know, with podcasters, don't overthink it. There's no right moment to start one. Just get started and improve as you go along. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, even for me, I was like of a, a thought process that, you know, I'll wait for a couple of years and I'll become an expert in a topic after working for a few years in that field. And then mm-hmm. I'll go start a podcast. And like, because, you know, I'll have some sort of authority to talk about a topic because I'd have done work. But um, then the alternative was why not bring in people who are already experts in the topic and really, you know, ask them good questions. Yeah. And it's again, I, I agree with you. It's uh, the, the overthinking part also like, you know, sort of starts to fade away after a point yeah. um, because the post-production works get so annoying. So you're like, you know, it's fine if I keep a few filler words in or all of that stuff, yeah. you just get done yeah. with it. So yeah, I mean, uh, as long as we're consistent and um, know that the, questions we are asking and the kind of content we're putting out there is valuable and is actually making sense Uh, it's fine if the other tiny things aren't as perfect Um, um, I wanted to ask you about you know uh, generally like over the past year there's so many especially in India there's there's been such a surge of listeners and podcasts right also regional content where do you see like the whole ecosystem going moving forward not just being the content creator yourself but you know all the aspects that go around in creating podcasts or any kind of audio content generally yeah I think it's just going to grow and why not because the earliest form of communication that we have had with outside world has been audio it was radios before Mm -hmm. television was a thing. So people consume content in many different ways. Some people like to listen, some people like to watch, some people like to read. So there's always going to be space for audio. And Mm -hmm. audio is a very easy form to consume as well because you could be doing other things and you could be listening as well. Unlike, Unlike, let's say television or um you know reading because you can't be doing something else and reading at the same time so I think audio has always been uh there's always been an audience for audio we've always connected with people over audio it's our earliest form of communication and it will remain so and there's going to be so much more coming and you know that's always going to happen you have this growth phase there are many people there are many content creators many different voices and then there are the ones who will stay and you know which take off and the ones that maybe you know lose out because of lack of consistency or quality or um, a value addition to people and that's okay so I feel like this is the time for audio to grow in terms of podcasting per se because people are here for it uh, mm-hmm. people want it and uh, with regional podcasts I think it's really going to be we are a population of 1.3 billion there is somebody always wanting to listen and uh, with everyone having a phone in their pocket it's very easy to consume audio at this time so I think it's here to stay and it'll just grow yeah no I absolutely agree with that um, in terms of the the monetization behind that right I know since it's in the nascent stages um, yeah. a lot of it uh, you know 
um, even brands and sponsorships is sort of getting ready to you yes. know, invest yes. money in it and go from there. Uh, but as someone who's probably, you know, loving the whole process and wants to do this full time, I might be asking this for myself. So how long would the process of, you know, being able to make it a sustainable career uh, might take for you? Granted, you don't already have an online presence because if you're already an influencer, you're going to yeah. get listeners easily. Yes, yes. I think... Uh, if you continue to focus on um, the content that you put out, the value of the content, and if you focus on consistency and trying to keep leveling up in the long term, you can make it a career. But podcasting is such a industry where it's it can be one of the things that you do. It does not have to be your main gig. I mean, of course, you can be mm-hmm. Joe Rogan uh, and get this really big deal. And that can be just one way. But most people who are content creators don't usually stick to one medium they find different ways to share that content so does it have to be your only career not necessarily but having said that how fast you'll grow depends on the value you provide the audience you're able to grow and how much you're able to put yourself out there which means that you have to invest a little bit in marketing and when I mean invest I'm not saying spend money but invest in terms of time and energy and effort Mm -hmm. out there right you've got to be able to market your podcast get people to listen in show up everywhere talk about your podcast get those collaborations going and finally do you have to wait for a sizable audience to get brands not necessarily Depending Mm -hmm. on the type of audience that you're catering to, you can put your pitch to brands and tell them that, hey, you know, you're going to get this many listens and you can start monetizing it right now. Um, Because you see radio stations, they do get ads too. Right. Right. But of course, the reach is different. But Mm -hmm. I think you can still pitch and you, you need to start doing the outreach. So I feel do the combination of all three. Keep up leveling your content improving it and improving the quality of your podcast keep doing your marketing that is required you cannot expect your podcast to grow just like that I mean it can happen some lucky souls are there just like takes off and goes Mm -hmm. viral but there is an effort that has probably gone into it and then the third is to continue to do outreach and in the beginning the size of the the ticket size of the monetization may be small the check size may be small but it can grow you can right. get a long-term partnership and it can grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just got to be patient with that. And I think it's the same with, you know, being a YouTuber or like any kind yes. of content creator yeah. in general. Yeah. Like all the people that we see are, that have millions of followers, uh, they probably didn't in the first couple of years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a really like slow process, but uh, when it takes off, it does. And a lot of these podcasters I see are they're writing on the side, like you said. It's yeah. not just one thing you have to do. It's yeah. Books that are being published out of the experiences they get after taking, you know, reading so many interviews and things like that. Even like Guy Raz, he has yeah. a book based on you know all the interviews yeah. he's done. Yeah. So yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities that keep popping up as well. Um. So yeah, I think uh, I am done with most of my questions on podcasting if there's any last words you want to other. say yeah, yeah I mean sure. for, for podcasting my last words would be <laughs> be consistent be consistent be consistent mm-hmm. don't quit if you stick to one if you commit to even if it's once in two weeks release that episode once in two weeks 
stick mm-hmm. to that first make that happen before you think of anything else so just be consistent and i want to quote uh, narayan murthy over here when he said it took me 10 years to become an overnight success so <laughs> have patience as well yeah. something may not take off as fast as you want it to but it will happen if you can just keep your head in the game long enough because a lot of people will quit um over a period of time but you have got to have that staying power mhm awesome love that 